And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello, and as the night's drawing closer, a very warm welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Lara Lanamy. And on today's show, the Hadaya My Five. Uh, good, bad, or just plain ugly, we're going to be talking drag. Don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> and just like us, bring us um, their monthly mind, um, mini cast too. Uh, all coming today with the lovely Lara of myself. <laughs> You're I listening to Shout myself. Out. <laughs> You're not on form tonight, are you? I, do you know what threw me? It's because I was trying to insult you and trying to get it out nicely. I know, and, that's and then every, you, threw everything up. teach you for insulting me, while it? You know. I know, and my lesson <laughs> Instant learned, karma, learned. that, Lara. <laughs> I reckon you're that, normally on my side. I reckon <laughs> that you two should sing the intros now. Maybe you should practice on the outro. I'm sorry. Who said Just we had a do vo- it together? Oh, is that so? What? I beg dim, dim, dim. That one, that No, bit. no, the script. In and oh. out. Yeah, try singing it. What's it? Um, I reckon remember it could when catch Steffi on. used to present and um, she sang. Uh, yes, you, I have it recorded. Have you, yeah, have you, <laughs> Sorry, have you heard the many times you me, sang. Me the singing. Intro? No, the word singing and me. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't fit. They don't no. go into the same no, category. No, singing when something's coming out of my mouth. No, doesn't mm, work. So not even the same planet. Uh, no, I can't sing. Not to save my are you, life. Are you there, by the way, Terry? Oh, he is. Hang on. Uh, where, where, where? You're silencing the man. Yeah, Uncle Terry, are you under the stairs? Uncle Terry, I don't know if... Okay. He is He is there. I can, I can see... Oh, there we go. Oh, oh. Terry. Hello. Terry, are oh, you playing... On. Are you having a disco under the stairs? I think so. There we go. Found you. Sorry, mate. Some, <laughs> someone had been playing with the desk and it was on the wrong settings. Oh, oh dear. It's always, it's always the knobs on the desk, isn't yeah, it? It is, yeah. yeah. There's a double door entrance for Lara. (laughs) (laughs) So now you see, I remember a certain time when the whole studio packed up and Terry sang the news jingle because there was no machine to do it for us. That's right. That could be the theme of tonight's show: the things things that you do for for live radio. So you're very, you're very. She's down on herself, isn't she, about the singing business? Yeah, you have heard me sing, Terry, right? I, I well, think I might have done it on the New Year's Eve show we do for... Uh, Halloween's coming up. We're going to put a speaker out the window yeah. in a minute and let us sing it. <laughs> She's so, anyway. I like she wants to, us to do it because, in turn, she actually really wants to deep down do it herself. Is it, in, is it in a thing? Um, I don't think so. No. No. Anyway, um, a really packed show. Uh, so we're going to head straight over Good and up. catch up with Hidaya, um, oh, where great. they're talking about uh, coming up. Uh, sorry, coming up. Coming out. Uh, have a listen to this. My five on shout out. Dear shout out radio listeners, my name is Usman. I volunteer for an organisation called Hadaya. Our mission is to provide support and welfare for LGBTQI plus Muslims and promote social justice and education around the queer Muslim community so that we can counter discrimination, prejudice and injustice. On today's segment, I'm with my partner, having conversations around being queer and Muslim and the concept of coming out. On the 11th of October, 
many people celebrating National Coming Out Day. Now I'm going to ask my partner Stuart to ask me some questions. Thank you, this man. Okay, uh, the first question is quite simply, what does come, coming out mean to you? So as a gay Muslim man, I get quite emotional thinking about coming out. I am currently living with my family and I am not out to my family or the community that I grew up in. For many people within my community, the idea of being queer and Muslim is not accepted. And as a result, I am not out. It's difficult because I am not allowed to share my queer side with anyone in my family or friends. So the impact it has on my mental health is, is challenging at times. However, I'm happy that I have a partner who is supportive and accepts that the community that I live in, it's is not accepting of the queer Muslim people. So what would it mean for you to be out to your family? What impact would it have on you in terms of just yourself? I think for me, um, I would be a better person in terms of being able to live my life on my terms. I would feel more confident. I, th I would be able to, in terms of my mental health, feel a lot more happier. Um, at the moment, I have to live a double life, so my family don't know that I am gay, and as a result, it's difficult at home because I can't talk about the positive things in my life, um, about my relationship, and I have to kind of remain closeted because I fear rejection from the people I live with and the community that I grew up in. Okay, so I suppose in terms of what advice, if, if there's any LGBTQI plus Muslims listening, what advice would you be to them in terms of coming out? What advice would you give them? So the advice I would give is really to think carefully in terms of do you have a support network around you that can give you that support if your family are not accepting of you coming out? Um, do you have people that, for example, you could stay with if you have to leave home? Um, also making sure that if financially you can afford to move out, if that is the case, and having those people around you that will support you when you're feeling down and just around to give you that emotional support. So the, the key thing was is, is really like, and like a lot of situations that is that people should plan how they should have a contingency plan the family aren't or friends aren't accepting yes I would agree with that well thank you Listen, for sharing your experiences with us uh, today if any listeners want more information about Hadaya then please check out their website and follow and follow us on their usual social media channels thanks very much thank you for listening if you have a story you could tell in five minutes get in contact visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt There you go. That was uh, Hidayah there talking yeah. about coming out. Now, we, we did want to kind of like follow it on ourselves because um, um, I think I'm pretty safe in saying all of us here have gone through um, a yeah. coming out experience. Everyone's journey is their own and we're all individuals. So um, it's very difficult to give advice about coming out to somebody. Um, because we all are on different paths but um, there are loads and loads of organizations out there that can help you yeah I was gonna say that's gonna be my, my main my main point from it you know I mean he, he talks there about making sure you, that you've got support network and, and lots of money not everybody can do that um, and trying to stay um, um, what we call in the closet kind of hidden and, and like not being yourself can be very very straining 
um, on I, I, I don't think that was the only thing that he did concentrate on. He did say have a support network, and um, I think what he meant was ju- um, not to speak for him, but like, yeah, he, he meant just have support around you and build that over yeah. time. Like, if you don't have the funds, obviously, use charities, use therapy, use the networks that you can, but obviously, protect yourself as well. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, well put. Well put. Always, at your own, always at your own pace and in your always. own time. Yeah, well, exactly. It? But, like, it, to be safe, especially within our community, mm. it is good to be financially stable. And that support you can get from these charities and from help from others. So it's not, you're not alone at all but like to have that financial support um, is important and it's important you come out when you're ready to Um, and remember there are loads of people out there you can talk to um, if you need to beforehand um, there are plenty of confidential services um, out there Hadaya being one of them yes so cool well thank you very much um, to Hadaya for that Um, uh, we'll be back in a minute uh, with, with some news headlines for you Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Realize my mask was on. So go on then, name the artist. Um is it happy or something like that? No, Have it's a golden by Micah. Oh, uh, I thought it was that band Nika. called Fun that did a song with Pink uh. and I was like, you know, your name is not fun mm. or by calling yourself fun, you're not also no, you're not fun. Fun. <laughs> fun. No, it's quite a good thing. That's like when you say you're happy but you're mad. I'm fine. Perhaps it's all very ironic. Yes. Yeah. So when you really accentuate the end bit, fine. No. The one. The one. I know Lara's going to take the Mickey out of me for this. It's a generation (laughs) thing. But the one I don't get is, oh, that's sick. Uh, sick <laughs> which actually means it's like cool and yeah, fab so but, but it's sick it's, so so what is ill I don't say fine so how, how, how does that work Mate, I don't, you, some I don't of your it. generation stuff was questionable too well yeah Ace. I mean I, I mean, Ace. It, 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 Ace. it's, it's like I can <laughs> what did you wicked. say wicked 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 yeah <laughs> So I mean, anyway, yeah, no, right. Yeah. This is a generation thing. <laughs> such, it's fun, it's such fun, Andy. Such fun. Yeah, you <laughs> back to all the way to your generation with me. All the way. Back. Time well, that's when people tip their hats. <laughs> oh, yeah, it can't come in at so the pip, same pip. time as me. Oh. Huh? Terry, do you want to do the news with me on your own? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get some news headlines. This is Shout Out News on Thursday, 15th of October. 25 years ago, when our own Terry first reported on gay politics for a small pirate radio station in Wales, the idea of members of our community being allowed into the hallowed halls of the British establishment would have seemed very unlikely. LGBTQ people and groups were still marginal. Now, a quarter of a century on, everything has changed. And in the 2020 Queen's Birthday Honours List, which has been deferred because of coronavirus, we are delighted to see that Bristol's own Darren Carter, a driving force behind 
pride in the city for the last decade has been made an MBE, that is, a member of the Order of the British Empire. The BBC Radio Bristol News team takes up the story, reporting that Darren was due to have stepped down from pride this year, but has been persuaded to stay on to help steer the group through what has been described as the challenging times of COVID-19. Darren, who is a dear friend to the shout-out LGBTQ show and to gay and trans media generally, said... I'm overwhelmed. It's really important for our community and for our work within the LGBT community that we are visible and seen. The BBC News Channel summarised that these honours particularly take into consideration the challenges facing organisations who are working through the coronavirus. Community leaders, campaigners and fundraisers have all been particularly honoured this time round in what has been dubbed the People's Honours List. We offer our congratulations to Darren and thank him for all his work with Pride over the years. However, not everyone within the community is a fan of the British honour system. The gay human rights advocate Peter Tatchell is said to have quietly turned down the offer of an honour around 15 years ago and instead advocates for replacement of the monarchical system. And he is joined by many on the radical left and anarchist wings of the LGBTQ movement. Whether to accept an honour or not, of course, depends on your personal politics and point of view. LGBTQ plus vegetarians and vegans will be interested in the results of International Vegan Awards coordinated by animal rights group People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. BAME newspaper The Voice reports that London's East Eat of Eden, an African-Caribbean owned restaurant, has scooped an award for the best mac and cheese in the capital. One of five British people have reported reducing their meat consumption in the wake of COVID-19, with many concluding that it has been the hum... It has been the humane treatment of animals and trade in exotic species which contributed to the development of cross-species viral transfer. The oven-baked pasta pie with a rich cheesy flavour is available to eat and for delivery from Eat on Eden's four London locations in Brixton, Clapham, Lewisham and Shepherd's Bush. You can view the full results of the Vegan Awards at the website of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals in the United Kingdom which is at peter.org.uk. Tonight, LGBTQ Christians and their allies from all faiths and none are remembering the life and activism of Chester Wenger, who was a pastor within the highly conservative Mennonite church in the United States and who risked everything to proclaim God's love for LGBTQ people. Mr Wenger passed on last weekend at the age of 102 and had no regrets, for he said that he had taken his stance as, quote, an act of love on behalf of the church I love and my conscience is clear. The gay newswire Pink News explains that Mr Wenger's beloved son, Phil, had been excommunicated when he came out as gay within the denomination, which is a type of non-conformist sect which formed during the English Reformation and put down strong roots in parts of the northeast of what became the United States of America. When Pennsylvania introduced same-sex marriage in 2014, Phil and his partner, whose long life together already proved that gay, level, gay, sorry, gay couples love and stay together, they approached Chester to see if he would bless their union. Mr Wenger readily agreed, even though he knew that the conservative elders of his church would strip him of his ability to be a pastor. Phil and his partner are members of the more liberal Episcopal Church, which is the equivalent of the Church of England or Church of Wales, but they were delighted that Phil's dad could officiate. 
In an open letter to the Mennonite newspaper, Chester explained his feelings on LGBTQ people, and his words will resonate for many now. He said, When my wife and I read the Bible with today's fractured, anxious church in mind, we ask, what is Jesus calling us to do with sons and daughters who are among the most despised people in the world in all races and communities, he wrote. What would Jesus do with our sons and daughters who are bullied, homeless, abused and driven to suicide at higher rates than heterosexual children? Mr Wenger continued, We know that while many of us hear different things from Scripture... God's deepest desire is to seek and save that which has been lost. We believe this is an opportune moment for the church to boldly proclaim a pastoral, grace-filled readiness to include both homosexuals and heterosexuals within the blessing of a marriage covenant designed to be wholesome. That's Pastor Chester Wenger, who is mourned by inclusive Christians the world over for his long life and his brave stance to support God's gay children. Wherever you may be listening, if you are interested in learning about the more inclusive traditions of Christianity, then a useful first stop, we suggest, is the portal gaychurch.org. Ruth Marsh of the Scottish Queer International Film Festival, abbreviated to SWIF, reports that in spite of being forced online this year, the event is covering a huge swath of LGBTQ plus cinema, both classic and contemporary. Subscribers can view the movies online and have access to discussions and seminars looking at the works in more detail. The festival is split into strands, including Every Utopia is a Dystopia, which considers queer science fiction and queer ecologies, a dissection of shifting relationships between the world's LGBTQIA plus communities and their natural environments. Tickets to all screenings and events are on sale now at www.sqiff.org. We wish everyone connected with the festival the very best of luck and recommend that if you have any interest in film and cinema whatsoever, check them out. For these news stories and more, you can check out our website as well at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Hans Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, that's alive. Empire of the Sun. Empire, yeah. 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 I guess that completely. Yeah, totally. Nothing to see with the script in front of you at all, is it? <laughs> Actually, no. The notes are in front of us. Uh, oh well, in which case I'm impressed. Wind your neck in, <laughs> <laughs> please. I tried to say it in the nicest, most joyous way possible, so don't come off as. So, well, if you like it, oh, that, that's that's all that matters, you know. I mean, music has to pass the Lara test. It's music it? to my ears. Let's just say. So you that. like that one? Do you? Oh, cool? I didn't pick yeah, the next it's song. It's a good song. song. So. Yeah, no, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't think you did. But. No. No. Now, um, um, we're very much kind of like. I mean, Terry's running us uh, for this one for a very particular reason because you come from or did live for a while in Aberystwyth. Correct me if I'm wrong, Terry. I did. Yes, a very um, long time ago. And um, yes. the lovely Alid is here with us uh, in the studio as well. Oh, hello, hello Alid. Hello, everyone. So, lo- lovely to have you in person. Obviously, we've had you on the show a few times because, like, we've had your my fives coming in from uh, Brigstow. You, you have had my my. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Um, but um, and I think we're even doing a takeover with you for. Um, a show 
uh, coming up soon. You uh, will be, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, cool. you kind of hear um, in a slightly different capacity, not Briggs Low, this is, this is more about um, uh, drag that we're talking about drag. here, isn't it? So, Terry, do you want to kind of like kick us off, tell us a little bit of the background behind yeah, the story that's broken? Yes, I will do. Now, um, some gay news wires, um, Pink News covered it, G-Scene as well, and The Guardian have all reported in the last couple of weeks that the Students' Union, the University of Aberystwyth, which uh, was the University of Wales many years ago when I was uh, up there, has taken the decision to stop drag reviews on the grounds that they are an opportunity for cisgender heterosexual men to mock trans plus people. And this decision has been made with the blessing of Abba Pride Society. Now, in my day, that was more wordily named uh, the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual Society and, you know, Cymdeithas Hoyw Lesbiaid Dyrruial as well, which was is the Welsh it, it, for the same. Impressive Welsh there, I have that's to very this. kind of you. <laughs> honestly, that was so <laughs> I was, honestly, Terry, doing stuff to me. Okay, go on. <laughs> now, um, as, as Andy said, I was up in Aberystwyth for a while, and Aberystwyth, um, back in the 1980s and early 90s, was a very militant student union. In fact, it was known as the People's Republic of Aberystwyth uh, for a while. So um, I'm not entirely uh, surprised that this stance has been taken, but if I just refer to what Abba Pride said, which, as I say, is the LGBTQ society in, uh, affiliated to Aberystwyth Students' Union, they said um, that drag reviews um, had become about members of random groups dressing up as the opposite general in a general way, but we feel that most societies who have drag socials do so in mockery of trans women and the trans femme experience. And the group said, although the ban will stop us, that is the LGBT plus society, from hosting drag socials at the university, it said it had no plans for one because it would make members feel uncomfortable. So I thought this was a really interesting... Um, uh, occurrence. I think this is a really interesting development. I've never heard of a ban on drag before. The nearest, I think, happened back in the 70s when there was a, a, a large movement of lesbian feminism which became very critical of gay male culture for being misogynist. And some of those lesbians accused uh, drag queens of mocking women. Uh, but th this is what's happened up in Aberystwyth. Uh, some students' unions responded to GC magazine saying they had no plans to follow suit. So I just wondered, what do people think? think of this um it's a really interesting development so for for, for clarity this isn't yeah. a case of there are drag acts on this is a social where people dress up in drag no no it is they are stopping drag reviews absolutely right um, is, is is what has happened yeah they're not yeah, there it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face a little bit um i i know alid is here to give his opinion so i won't speak too much but yeah. it's more the fact that you can be trans and do drag. Um, 100%. So, mm. And you can be a woman and do drag. 100%. So it's not a mockery. Drag is not a mockery of women because women can also participate in it. 100%. Drag kings, yeah. yeah. So dra and also in drag kings. So like stopping the drag mm. reviews is a direct harmful act on people that love drag. Like it's nothing mm. else yeah. other than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my kind of opinion on it is that I'm not going to sit here and say that all drag performers are 100% correct 100% of the time. Um, but what I am going to say is historically, drag 
performers have always been kind of at the forefront of any of our movements. They mm -hmm. are seen as pillars of the community. Back in the 80s and in the 90s, they were the ones that were doing the wakes for all of our community that were dying from HIV and AIDS. And it was trans women of color that originally gave us as a community some of our first ever safe queer spaces yeah. to be who we wanted to be mm. if they are saying that there's certain portions of drag performers that are misogynist or transphobic i am not saying like what i would say in response to that is why are you banning drag why are you not just banning that performer yeah. mm. use get your promoter to research the acts that they are booking there are hundreds of drag performers that are incredible at what they do and cover all spectrums of the diversity and inclusivity spectrum. And in a place like Aberystwyth, I'm from Wales originally, I'm not far from Abba. A lot of my yeah. friends at secondary school went to Abba Uni. Abba Uni. They are in dire need of diversity. Um, so rather than banning it all, why are you not using this as an opportunity to challenge what you think is the status quo? Why are you not programming the most inclusive drag nights that have ever been, giving those portions of community a platform on stage to say what they want to say, and then you end up being seen as the gold standard within student union drag representation and everybody coming to you looking for advice and you being the leader to champion change. And I kind of feel by banning it all, you're allowing it to happen and you're accepting that it's never going to change, where actually you had a perfect opportunity here to fight the fight, to stand up and to speak out but you've taken a completely in my view lazy stance I, completely absolutely um why you this is such a, a big movement like we need to have more drag acts out there and now is not the time to be stopping that um we, we need are, to support our drag community we are the people in the community that raise everybody up exactly. like when like especially when you look at lockdown at the moment and you were looking at what was happening online it was the drag performers that were entertaining the nation and bringing them up from a and our community providing those online shows to still have that safe queer space to be able to watch that and take away from the fact that you might be living you may have had to move back in with your parents and they're not really the most liberal of people you're you may be in a tricky relationship you may not be communicating with members of your community like you would do on a saturday now night out at your local lgbt venue it's those people and there are drag queens there are drag kings there are afab performers there's non-binary performers there's people yeah. of color performers mm -hmm. there are performers from like i know disabled performers mm -hmm. i know one performer who is a trans muslim partially sighted drag queen and like and there's so many you know son of a tutu it was because of her that the vigil in Soho after Orlando happened that vigil in Soho which was the picture so on every single newspaper the day after mm. that was organised by a drag queen 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my, like, my experience of them here in Bristol as well is that they do, and that was, and I say that just because that's where I'm limited to. I don't, don't I have, I haven't, I don't go to London that often to see them. So most of my experience has been here in Bristol. But um, one of my things that I've noticed over the last decade or so is they do also seem to move with the times. They they do adjust to the changes in society and and like you say that there are some who are inappropriate and and you know uh, you get that in all walks of life but um uh, for the most part i mean it's one of the most most loved things ever and you've only got to look at things like bristol pride that has its own stage especially spe- for it that, thank that, you very much that, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> i wasn't saying that because of you i'm just saying because it's true you know it is massively attended year on year on year I, at pride so i just don't understand why everyone particularly within the LGBT um, community, has such a problem with drag. And if they do, they'd rather shut it down than talk about it. We, as a university, your number one role is, well, one of your number one roles is to enact the Equality Act and provide equal opportunity for all, and for all identities, for everyone. And although this isn't about that, the LGBT community should come together to support people within their community who creatively produce via drag because it's it's part of our lgbt history and our core terry it's, can i can i ask is was this yes, actually was this kicked off as, by a complaint or was it something that the university I, decided to do itself i've not been able to find out um there's there's not a huge amount of it and the research that i've done so if anyone has more information or wants to comment on it then do get in touch because obviously we try and represent the range of views from the lgbtq spectrum and, I... uh, community but um i can't i can't see that there's any anyone's complained or anything like that I, I do sense that it's very much a student thing and perhaps young people perhaps not appreciating the depth of history uh, if you mm. see what I mean. Or the, it's potentially based on a personal unconscious bias that they have of drag mm-hmm. and they haven't actually been privy to the array of incredible talent that we as a, the LGBTQ plus community have as creatives. And it kind of, yeah, it's, so I've kind of got a feeling it's just a bunch of people sat there going, we don't like drag, so we're going to stop it. And I believe, like, uh, like I'll have, like, yeah. that's my opinion, and I want to say that that is just an opinion. I'm not I, saying I, that's I, fact I, or not. I, t- I, t- no, I it does remind me, though. but but if there's anything happening in society or politically, you. Bet your bottom dollar there is a drag queen speaking about that or and a drag performer speaking about that and <laughs> yeah. raising that issue somewhere. They are yeah. activists. Like, well, listen, listen. Inherently, they're activists. Like, being in drag is political. Yeah. So how can we not then be political or an activist when we're on stage? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's something that's very, very passionate. I, I knew it would be for you, Alan. It's something that's very dear to your heart, too. Um, um, and, um, and the like. Yeah. Um, um, now, um, I should, should point out that this is based on the article that we've read. We've not been... Um, able to contact Aberystwyth yet but we will try um, if you would like to tell us your opinion or if you know more about the situation get in contact studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt is the address um, and I'm sure that's a subject that we will come back to but for now um, Alan thank you very much for coming thank you for having me I kind of felt like I was on a bit of my welcome welcome to my TED talk uh, this, could not, this, could not, this could not be more perfect we've got Terry who, who's researched a story we've got Lara 
Lara, who's a student at university at the moment. Of course, we've got yourself, who is a, a drag artist as well. So um, uh, the only bit that we are actually missing, ideally, would be Amber's with University. So if you we can get them on the talent, show, honestly, uh, we will do so. So anyway, uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. We'll be back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. Just like us, for LGBT young people. Hello everybody and welcome to the Just Like Us monthly podcast. You're joined with me, Arba, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm here today with... Hi, I'm Ellie, my pronouns are they and them. It's good to be here. Um, we've got a guest on today, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Blythe, my pronouns are he, they, she, whatever you want really. It's great to be here today. Amazing. We're so happy to have you here with us today. So today we're going to speak about um, asexuality Um, within the LGBT plus community. It sometimes doesn't get the representation it deserves. Um, And considering October 25th to the 31st is um, Asexuality Awareness Week, we really wanted to provide a space that actually looks at um, the experience of being an asexual person and the kind of ins and outs of it. So we have Blythe with us here today. And the first initial question is, what does being asexual mean to you? Um, for me, being asexual means that I have no real desire to do anything sexual with anyone. I don't have any sexual attraction. It doesn't mean that that emotional component isn't still there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I don't want a relationship. It just means that I don't want the sexual side of things. Would you be able to tell us um, when you first realised that you were asexual, how you came to that realisation and what that felt like? Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly recent discovery, to be honest. Um, Before that, I thought I was bisexual. Um, And I was talking to my flatmate and I was like, but I just don't want to do anything sexual with anyone. I don't have that desire, you know. Um, And I was like, but I, I still think people are sexy. And she was like, that's just called having eyes. Like, that, that, <laughs> like, I thought, oh, I was like, I thought that was what sexual attraction is. Apparently not. Um, yeah, um, this label makes a lot more sense. And looking back, um, it definitely makes a lot more sense because I've just never had that strong desire to do anything sexual. Do you feel as though, like, asexual people don't get, obviously, the LGBT plus community is like a minority within itself and it's almost like you're a minority within a minority. So it kind of feels like you don't have almost like any representation. I know for myself uh, growing up, there was almost like no kind of representation for asexual people. So it's kind of like it was something that was almost polarized in a way as well. Like it was seen as something quite separate and, you know, different. So for you, did you ever have like, you know, any form of representation growing up as a child or going through school or whatever it may be? Yeah, I mean... I was never taught in a, in a school setting or or anywhere really about like asexuality and what that is. Like mm. I had to learn for myself, you know, as I think all pretty much all asexual people do. I don't know if the school system has changed in the couple of years I've been out of it, but um, yeah, I I haven't seen any of that representation, and I think the people that that harms the most is asexual people because they just might not know what it is. Mm -hmm. And like, 
labels can be a real comfort and I, I know for some people they don't like them but for me I find them a comfort and so like I can't imagine if you don't know that label exists it makes it even harder to like come to terms with who you are you know yeah definitely mm. Yeah, I agree. And I think also the fact that um, there isn't much representation and it's not much talked about leads to like um, many other people in the LGBT plus community not really understanding what it is either. I mean, for me, I've kind of researched it a bit myself. I don't know a huge lot about it, which probably means that, you know, I don't always get things right in terms of the language that I use around it or just, you know, something that I forget to think about when I'm thinking about LGBT issues and things we need to discuss around the community um so that representation definitely also helps to educate people that you know asexuality is a thing what it is and uh, you know it's okay and it's a part of a part of our community yeah um and just touching on like representation what do you think if you did have that sense of representation, what do you think that would have done for you going through like the educational system? Because obviously, just like us, we're actively trying to diversify schools and, you know, bring our talks to schools and really give them that sense of representation. So for you, what do you think having that representation, what do you think it would have done for you as a, as a young teen? I think obviously number one is it would have made me realise like who I am and, um, my sexuality, my identity much sooner. Mm. Mm. Um, because I feel like schools and, and society in general, I mean, I'm not sure if JLU can reconstruct society, but... <laughs> you um, can try. Yeah, yeah, we'll try our best. <laughs> but I feel like it, it pigeonholes you a lot into the idea that everyone has that sexual attraction. Like, being taught that from a young age, I mean, being pigeonholed into that view that everyone has the sexual attraction, it can almost make you in denial and not even consider the option of being asexual, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of the time, potentially the kind of ideas around asexuality were quite um, were quite negative in society. And the way that you're approaching it is, I may not have sexual attraction to people, but I'm very much open to being in a romantic relationship with someone. And that's something that, that you like generally want in your life, like you said in the beginning. So um, it kind of shows like a different perspective and a more nuanced perspective that is that lacks a lot in society and pertaining to this community. So I feel like you are such like a positive role model for asexual people. Um, but what sort of message would you give to your younger self from your experience? What would you have liked to know at, at a young age? I think as a gay and asexual person who's not really sure about their gender at the moment, I just say, wait, you know, you'll work it out. You might not, but like, there's no rush to work it out. And sexuality and your identity is so confusing. Um, don't try and seek out those labels prematurely because it can lead you to coming out as the wrong sexuality or the wrong, ident wrong identity. And then you have to come out all over again as something different. And people are like, what? I, th I, thought, I thought you said this. <laughs> so just like, just with everything, but like, just live how you want to live and things will come to you. You're listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people.
Thank you everyone for tuning in to this month's Just Like Us podcast. Thank you so much to Ellie and Blythe for being here with us today. It's been a really fantastic conversation and we hope you guys tune in next month as well. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people. The music was by Quisterium. We come into schools too. Young people, teachers and parents can find us at www.justlikeus.org. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. It's a National Express there. I love it. When you're asked, it's the size of a country. <laughs> I know, right? Was he talking about his own or the bus? I thought he was talking about you. Okay. Oh, okay. Ooh, so, or Lara. Of course he knows me personally. So. Oh, by the way, there are other sta- uh, coach companies, the Stagecoach, not just National Express. I know, yeah. yeah Stagecoach, who were the subject of a Lesbian Avengers uh, direct action in the year 2000, 20 years ago, in really? fact, mm-hmm. over their, their uh, then-proprietor's uh, support for Section 28, or 2A in Scotland, yeah. as it was. Oh. Always one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old Lesbian Se- Avengers, they Se- hijacked a bus. Exactly. Yeah, great. Steffi, what do you? Um, you wanted to um, kind of come into the conversation about um, the drag act and uh, the the your, well, your just, perspective. Yeah, it was just that um, the, the, they were intimating that the trans people are upset because of, of drag acts. And from my point of view, being transsexual it can be further from the truth. I love what drag acts do. Don't get me wrong. In the eighties and nineties, I probably didn't because they were abusive and they took it out on people who were usually in the front of the. They'd always pick the, on people in the audience back then. That's they? what I mean. Yeah. And they, they were abusive to people. Yeah. That, that type of drag. That wasn't I funny. didn't know. No. But what Wouldn't drag know. acts do now and what they do for charities is incredible. Mm. And so I do not take offence. And I think it has nothing to do with being transsexual or whether you're just a crossdresser or no, just a yeah. transvestite. Whatever you want to be. How mm. can you be offended by something that's doing something completely different? And good for our community. Like well, I would have thought so. It's, it's, what, it's the thread, I feel. Yep. Yep. It's been, right. a packed, it's been a packed show of opinions tonight. Do you want to say something, Terry? No, 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 no. Uh, earlier on, we were talking about coming out, by the way. There's a great article I found uh, in uh, the website of Gay Times. Uh, they've got Dr. Ranj, who is, of course, absolutely fantastic television doctor, talking about coming out the best way to do it, or the fact that he says there's no right way, no right time, nor right place. But have a, have a look on, if you're thinking of coming out, have a look at his thoughts on the Gay Times website okay that's and really cool. laura um, you've got a website yeah another organization um in, in bristol that will help or wants to help lgbt people especially um those uh, who uh, do what d- d- lgbt <laughs> lgbtqia plus people um who want to study stem but also want to study like uh, will have to study gcse's in um the sciences um so no, i was going to say what what stem i know I, I, okay. I know it's an acronym okay. but i can't remember what it's for so stem means science technology engineering and maths and right. we look to help um provide t- private tuition one-to-one tuition um that is um hopefully going to be 24 hours and um very flexible um as well as workshops that are on like 
your identity, African history, as well as um, personal mental health development sessions to help you um, find better coping lessons when you're at school, um, when you're at home, um, no matter how you identify. Um, so we really want to give you the tools to have um, a better education. So it's called creativetuitioncollective.com. Go follow us. Also donate. Um, there's a little support button at the top. Um, and we'd love for you to get involved if you want to get in touch with me. Um, and just email me. My email is all over the website, um, just so you can't forget me. It's your photo, too. Of course. Oh. <laughs> and and Hans. So I've never known someone take as many selfies as you and Hans. Oh, you don't know many young people, <laughs> then, do you? No. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the modern world. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, we're all like, I'm Sorry. a rarity. Terry, like, when you're us back in the studio, should we do lots of selfies and... Oh, so, do you know what? I'd I would like pay, to break I, the camera. I, I would need pay to learn, for your. I need to le- learn how to pout. Apparently, you yeah, have you to do. pout these days, don't you? Oh, yes. oh yeah, no, no, yeah, you've got to do that. <laughs> I think you're out out of date already again. Oh, okay. No, no pouting. No pouting. Oh, okay. It's a strong draw. So, uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, enjoy your last week of British summertime, as it's not very long until the clocks go back. Believe it or not. <laughs> But but don't let the winter blues get you down. Check out our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and on our fabulous website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Next week, we're getting a little bit spooky in the run-up to Halloween, but from myself and the rest of the team. Was that sick this week, was it? Yeah, it was a ghost. Yeah, no, sick. Sick show. Sick show. Sick show, yeah. Say bye-bye, everyone. Thanks, bro. Bye. Bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.